What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Formula America podcast. We're your host, Curtin Dillon, and we're coming at you today with some late breaking news about Formula One and Andretti. Dylan, why don't you give us a brief overview about what's going on? Um, super interesting. So we've all known that Andretti had made a big bid to get be the 11th constructor in Formula One. I didn't realize that they're making a bid to get into the 2025 season. Um, I thought for sure it was like a 26 or 27. Like it, everything's always a ways out. I mean, basically, Andretti made a bid. Formula One just turned it down for an assortment of reasons that we shall go over. It was interesting. They released the statement, and it's interesting to read through some of their explanations and also the processes that they went through. Um, yeah, I was some of the some of the explanations. I'm like, man, that's politicky as all get out. And then some of the explanations, it's like. That's a good point. It is. Right. All right. So how about this? Let's go through kind of the statement. I got some bullet points on here that I, I thought were particularly interesting. So motorsport.com did a really clean write-up of it. I was going to say, let's, let's start at bullet point number six. So the review process. So they basically laid out the things that they reviewed. And then after that, they went down the list and like gave their explanations. So... Number one is consideration of the likely competitiveness of the applicant's entry and its impact on value to the sport. Number two, consideration of the applicant's arrangements with respect to the supply of power units and the impact that those arrangements would have on the applicant's competitive performance. Number three, research into the potential benefits the applicant might bring in terms of fan growth, fan engagement, and as well as a review of the equivalent materials prepared. On behalf of the applicant, consultation with key stakeholders to understand their view of the value that the applicant would bring. Consideration of the operational impact on, a, of, on our existing circuits of adding an 11th team. Consideration of the likely impact on the applicant's entry on the commercial right holder's financial results as an indicator of value. And finally, consideration of the applicant's financial sustainability based on the materials provided. So that was all the things that Formula One FIA was looking at. Across the board. Yeah. Yes. I mean, some of those are purely speculative, I think. Mm -hmm. So, you know, research into the potential benefits that it might bring in terms of fan growth, fan engagement. You know, I mean, I think it's kind of hard to quantify that. For me, it, it seems is, like... And I didn't really agree with their result of that. No. And for me, what, what's so surprising is Formula One is making this huge push into the Americas and into the United States in particular. Yet they want to deny, you know, what would be the most popular Formula One team right out the gate, hands down. Nobody cares about Haas, right? No. So this would probably mostly actually this would be the biggest uh, F1 team for American fans, you know, if they start doing well. But I, I just think that, you know, for them to use that and kind of say that they don't believe what we'll see later on, they don't believe that they will bring a benefit as, as far as fan well, growth and fan engagement. I don't really agree with that. Well, one of the things they said, while the Andretti name carries some recognition for F1 fans, our research indicates that the F1 would bring value to the Andretti brand rather than the other way around. Some recognitions? I mean, <laughs> in America, Mario Andretti was you know, held up there with Dale senior, like Alan Jackson says he was driving around in his boat feeling like Mario Andretti, like <laughs> some recognition. Yeah. That kind of surprised me. 
Yeah, that it, it almost seems like, and I, I think we've seen it in the past where they, for some reason, have a a chip on their shoulder for the Andretti name and the Andretti brand for some reason. And I think yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's like they're holding something against them. I was really surprised by that. Now, on the flip side, the second part of that sentence, F1 would bring value to the Andretti brand rather than the other way around. Uh, yes and no. I mean, I know who Mario Andretti is. On Andretti Motorsport Racing, I don't really know anything about the brand of the family's business. Um, so there is some merit being brought that, yeah, you are going to elevate Andretti's name for sure. Um, yeah. I- I think if you follow the series that they, the different series series that they race in, then you know who they are. But if you're just a regular F1 fan, yeah, like I don't really follow them in much else. You yeah. know, I know they exist, but that that is what it is. Um, I did like the the next bullet point though, because this was, has been a major kind of piece of contention. We thought that you know Total Wolf and all them didn't like Andretti coming in, but then there was other team principals, Zach Brown, that really wanted him or team you know bosses. Um, but they say point seven. Our assessment did not involve any consultation with the current F one teams. Meow. Um, <laughs> so I, I thought that was interesting. But they said that uh, they did consider the interest of the championship, or in consideration of the interest of the championship, we took account of the impact of the entry of an eleventh team on all commercial stakeholders. So they didn't really consult with the teams, but they did take that into account. Yeah, and I'm sure the teams were more than happy to write many an email on their opinion on the matter. So they might not have consulted with the teams, but I bet the teams' opinions were known. Yes. Um, Many a strongly worded email. (laughs) Um, I'm going to paraphrase it. So they said that bringing in the applicant into the 2025 season for them to have to produce an entire car for that year to then have to produce an entirely new car for the change in regulations to the 2026 year there. They said that the fact that the team thinks that they can, as a brand new team build a 2025 car and a 2026 car makes them think they don't understand how challenging this sport will be. It's like, that's actually a really good point to think that you can build an entire 2025 car and then an entire 2026 car and be anywhere near competitive while figuring out power units and everything else. Yeah, that doesn't, uh, that, that makes you sound like you think this is a little easier than it is. Yeah, uh, it does. And, uh, they also, in that same statement, they also said that F1 as the pinnacle of world motorsport represents, uh, represents a unique technical challenge to constructors of a nature that the applicant, which is Andretti, has not faced in any other formula or discipline that has previously competed. So basically, they're saying that we understand they have a long lineage and history of racing in different motorsports, but none of those compare no. to F1. So yeah, you might be able to build you know, an Indy car or an endurance car and then turn around and build a new one the next year. Uh, but yeah, to do that in F1, kind of, uh, I don't know, it's going to be difficult. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I guess that I would imagine what they would do is probably take the the Haas strategy of like, hey, we don't care about this 2025 car like they did Haas did what a year yeah. ago or the past couple of years. And like, oh, we're putting all our eggs in the new car. So they would just have a car on track that's probably not going to be very competitive and just like, all right, wait till next year. 
But yeah, which at that point you're kind of lighting money on fire for the fun of it. I think that they have a point of like, hey, why don't you come in in 2026? Like, yeah, let's let's just take some time to build one. Um, I do kind of call BS on one of their conclusion was that they do not believe the applicant would be competitive in fighting for podiums and wins. They want to be like, well, one, that's a really, really large speculation. And two, let's look at the last applicant you met, you let in, who have they ever had a podium, Haas, ever done anything of note, like at all, other than finishing in dead last and you're speculating on Andretti's performance? <laughs> like, So I have, I have two points on this one. So they do mention later on in the article that uh, – they the past couple attempts have not been successful and they kind of don't want that to happen again but what really gets me going on this one in particular is as a florida state seminoles fan <laughs> the fact that the <laughs> college football playoff committee took them out of the playoffs on the speculation that they wouldn't do good is the same thing here because this formula one statement says we do not believe the applicant would be a competitive participant that really just it gives me yeah, flashbacks it would be really to Florida State. It, it, understandably, like, could you believe, believe, like, if that happened in real life and then that team lost by, like, 60 points to somebody that wasn't in the top four? Like, it, it's not like that would, you know, kind of solidify the point it was being made uh, I'm while just saying, that team this was still kicking and screaming and crying. This one hits close to home. <laughs> That's but like they're saying, probably right to our point, though. Like Andretti would build a <laughs> shitty twenty-five car; it would suck. Point proven, twenty-six car probably not going to do a whole lot better because they were focusing on a twenty-five car. So, you correct. Know, I think both both sports handled it correctly in that instance. Um, <laughs> in this, instance. the other thing I thought that the Andretti GM partnership was more solidified. Apparently, it's not. And that isn't GM wouldn't have a unit or power unit until 2028. And that was one of the FIA's points was that, Hey, why don't you come back, try again, shooting for like the 2028 year with GM, with the power unit thing, you know, figured out. Cause it's not like GM is going to produce a thousand horsepower, 1.6 liter V6 and come in the uh, couple of months between now and, next season like right yeah and so that that is a valid point because they're saying basically they would have to buy a powertrain from another team um but they also so they say hey if you came in with gm it would be a different story and then in the very next sentence it says uh we would look differently on an application for the entry of a team in the 2028 championship like you said with a gm power unit either as a gm works team or a gm customer team designing all allowable components in-house. In this case, there would be additional factors to consider in respect to the value of the applicant would bring. But then it also says that that comes with its own challenges and it's not a guarantee. So it's like, hey, you come back with your your big, strong friends, but it's still not guaranteed. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It, I don't know. I, I, do, I do agree with them, like you said, on some points, like the whole building two cars, two different cars back to back, probably not the best. I wonder why the timing was 2025. Yeah. I wonder that, like, why wouldn't you just go for a 2026? That doesn't seem like a, that's, that seems like a smart play. Yeah. And the, the other thing is that it doesn't mention are the other teams that have put in applications as well. So there's um, four. 
Right. So I'm assuming because it mentions a lot in, in this article or in the statement from Formula One, it mentions that an 11th team isn't seen as being basically the way to go right now. So it doesn't I'm, I'm assuming all of them are out of contention right now. It says uh, any 11th team should show that its partici- participation and involvement would bring a benefit to the championship. The most significant way in which a new entrant would bring values by being competitive, in particular by competing for podiums and wins. This would materially increase fan engagement and would also increase the value of the championship in the eyes of key stakeholders and sources of revenue, such as broadcasters and race promoters. So, I mean, it, taking GM and Andretti out of the sit, out of the equation, they're basically saying for us to be willing to bring an 11th team on, they need to be really strong and competitive yep. out of the gate. Yep. So it looks like we're not getting Andretti in 2025. Doesn't look like we're getting anybody else. Looks like we're going to have the same teams unless a curveball comes along and Andretti buys out Haas. <laughs> Maybe Gene Haas will eventually just decide to sell, which, you know, Andretti might be willing to pay a bit more at this point. So you never know. We might see a rebrand over there. I'd be fine with that. I mean, like we said, Haas is barely an American team as is. Um, I would love to see an Andretti GM in the in the race and hopefully doing something better than Haas. Can't do any worse. So I think in summary, there's some politicking going on here, obviously. But I, I think the biggest hit against Andretti is trying to do a 25 and a 26 car. I don't think that's very wise. And yeah. not having their power unit figured out, that's kind of a big hit. Uh, I, I get all of that stuff, but I also think there's some politicking and a lot of speculation on the FIA side. Uh, I wouldn't say that this full-blown is just against Andretti, but as with most things, I think there's a deeper story that we're probably not going to get to figure out. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like you said, doesn't look like it's happening now. Hopefully it'll happen later, but we shall see. Uh, and again, I'm like you, I'm just excited that we had some sort of news come out. <laughs> yeah, this came out today. So we are, we're on it. All right, guys, professionals. <laughs> we're sitting here waiting, <laughs> scouring the internet all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right well i uh i think that's probably gonna be it for this one dylan you got anything else on this when does drive okay. to survive come out i know you're excited for that drive to survive comes out february 23rd well cool man well that's uh that's all i got all right well that's it i guess we're probably not gonna have any more formula one news until well we got two more days until the uh the Haas launch yeah uh may- maybe it's gonna launch as the andretti formula one team <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. I'd be fine with that. <laughs> Hopefully they come up with a better I better naming convention than the Visa Amex Discovery Cash App Andretti team. All right. Well, I think that's gonna be it for this one. So unless you got anything else, Dylan. Stay classy, America. We'll see you next time. <laughs>